Hello and welcome to this episode of the podcast. Today we're going to be talking about murderer Robert Black. His date of birth is the 21st of April 1947. His occupation was a truck driver. The killings, which were more than four people, took place in Scotland, Ireland and England. His kill date were between 1981 and 1986. I will give you some information about his life and I'll go through the killings just going to read out some newspaper articles out to you. If you do end up liking this, subscribe on YouTube and follow the podcast on Spotify. Now, within days of Robert Black's birth, Jesse Hunter Black decided to have her son put into foster care. He was taken by foster parents in their 50s, Jack and Margaret Tulip. To his classmates at primary school, Robert or smelly Robbie Tulip, as he was known, is remembered as having been an aggressive and slightly wayward boy, getting involved in petty crime from a young age. As well as petty violence, Black was also developing a strange sexual self-awareness, as confessed by Black years later to a prison psychologist. I used to push things up my anus, and I'm not gonna lie, that is fucking hilarious. <laughs> Anyway, we keep moving. After his arrest in 1990, police found photographs that Black had taken of himself. One showed him with a wine bottle up his anus, another with a telephone headset, yet another with a table leg. I can't, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't help but laugh. What am I reading? Okay, Black also remembers fantasizing about excreting on his hands and then rubbing the feces in. He also always had an uneasy feeling that he would have preferred to have been a girl, but he was not homosexual in his desires. His foster mother, Margaret Tulip, died in 1958, when Black was only 11, and was once again deprived of a mother figure. It was decided that Black would go to a children's home near Falkirk, which is in Scotland, close to where he was born. It was during Black's time there that his fascination with sex, and particularly with the vagina, finally drove him across the line from childish experimentation to criminal behaviour. In 1969, at the age of 12, Black made his first attempt at rape. He was moved several times, finally being moved to a school in London. Once in London, he tried out as a footballer, failing due to bad eyesight. He eventually became a lifeguard. He was a keen swimmer, and this was great for his paedophile fantasies. He loved swimming, and he had the choice of two local pools. Over 20 years later, a little girl called Caroline Hogg was to be abducted from Portobello and later murdered. Caroline's house was on the route between two swimming pools. In the summer of 1962, when Black was 15, his time at the children's home was up. Black got a job as a delivery boy and found a room to rent in a boy's home in Greenock, outside of Glasgow, again in Scotland. He later admitted that while he was doing his delivery rounds, he molested 30 or 40 girls. Black's first conviction came shortly afterwards. The charge was for lewd and libidinous behaviour with a young girl. 
Black, who was now 17, had approached a 7-year-old girl in the park, asking her if she would like to go with him to see some kittens. The girl trustingly followed him as he led her to a deserted building. She was later found wandering the streets, bleeding, crying and confused. Black left Greenock and returned to Grangemouth to make a new start. Here he got a job with a builder's company and rented a room. He also met his first real girlfriend, Pamela Hodson, and he fell in love, developed a sexual relationship and decided to get engaged. But she broke off the engagement not long after and told him it was over. So in 1978, 13-year-old Gannett Tate went missing. And then on the 12th of August 1981, 9-year-old Jennifer Cardi disappears on her way to a friend's house. On the 30th of July 1982, 11-year-old Susan Maxwell is missing. On the 8th of July 1983, 5-year-old Caroline Hogg is missing. The bodies were found within 24 miles of each other, 300 miles from the abduction. On the 26th of March 1986, 10-year-old Sarah Harper went missing. On the 14th of July 1990, there was an attempted abduction of Mandy Wilson. Black is caught red-handed after a routine stop. The victim is found tied up and gagged in a sleeping bag in the back of his van. She had been sexually assaulted moments before. Medical experts claimed she was not far from death when police found her. Now on Wednesday the 13th of April 1994, the trial took place on Moot Hall in Newcastle. Black stands trial for the three murders known to police at the time, Susan Maxwell, Caroline Hogg and Sarah Harper. On Thursday the 19th of May 1994, the jury find him guilty of three murders. Black is not eligible for, for parole until at least age 82 in 2029. Black is most famously known for his connections to the disappearance of 13-year-old Gannett Tate and several others. In July 1994, a meeting was held in Newcastle to consider the possibility of Black's involvement in similar murders, as well as possible murders in France, Amsterdam, Ireland and Germany. There were up to 10 unsolved abductions and murders in England which have Black's MO. They are April Fab Norfolk in 1969, 9-year-old Christine Markham Scunthorpe in 1973, 13-year-old Gannett Tate Devon, 1978, 14-year-old Susan Lawrence Essex, 1979, 16-year-old Colette Aram, 1983, 14-year-old Patsy Morris, 1990, Marion Crofts, 1990, and Lisa Hessen in 1990. In 1992, after Black had been served with 10 summons, including three for the murder of the three girls mentioned previously, in an attempt to shift the moral responsibility, he told officers, tell Pamela she's not responsible for all of this. Pamela being his ex-fiancé uh, or girlfriend or whatever you want to call it. On the 10th of April 2008, it was confirmed that police questioned Black about the murder of Jennifer Cardi, age 9, when she was abducted and murdered in 1981. Police originally spoke to Black about this case in 2005, but are now looking at taking Black to trial in Northern Ireland. Friday the 22nd of September 2011, trial starts at Armagh Crown Court, Black denies the abduction and murder of Jennifer Cardi. On Friday the 7th of October 2011, in an unusual move, the stunned jury is told about Black's previous convictions, kidnap and rape, plus the murder of three young girls in the 1980s. The prosecution said Black's past crimes 
did not in themselves make him guilty of Jennifer's murder, but he claimed striking similarities between the cases would prove it. The prosecution also claimed that work records prove Black was in Northern Ireland on the day Jennifer was killed. The prosecution further claimed petrol receipts would prove that Black was in the area that day and would have driven by the spot known as McKee's Dam where Jennifer's body was found. On Thursday the 27th of October 2011, Black denied murder and any connection to Jennifer Cardi. Black was found guilty of the kidnap and murder of 9-year-old Jennifer Cardi. On Tuesday the 12th of January 2016, Black, now age 68, died of natural causes in McBerry, top security prison in County Antrim, Northern Ireland. It appears he may have taken many secrets to his grave. As mentioned previously, he was suspected of killing many other children and police were expecting to charge him with further murders in the next few weeks. So if we go back to the murder of Susan Maxwell in 1982, she was raped and strangled and he dumped her body. If we move on to Caroline Hogg in 1983, the cause of death could not be determined, but the absence of clothes suggested a sexual motive. If we go to Sarah Harper in 1986, she was kidnapped, raped and murdered. I mean even if we go back to 1966, Robert's inappropriate manifestation of his sexual desires resurfaced when he molested his landlord and landlady's nine-year-old granddaughter. The girl eventually told her parents. They took no legal action but Black was ordered to leave the house. So it's clear to me that Robert Black was impulsive and when he felt his urges and needs, he had to act. Like we all have urges, we all have needs, but we don't always act upon them because either we're not that desperate or we're not that needy or we just can't be bothered. But I've spoken to a few psychologists, child psychologists specifically. Firstly, his mother giving him up for foster care must have hit him hard mentally. I, that, isn't, I, that does not play a direct role in his behavior. But him being angry at women and wanting to punish women, I think could be another reason why he committed these crimes. However, fetishes. It seems like he had a fetish for young women. Not women his age, not women older than him, just young women, 9-year-olds, 14-year-olds, 16-year-olds. And according to many child psychologists, if we take his anus fetish or habit, which is still fucking hilarious, I'm not going to lie, right? If we take this, somewhere along the line, we all have fetishes, right? And many of us can't really pinpoint to what caused this fetish, whether it's a foot fetish or whether you like, like most men who wake up in the morning, turn around and fuck the bed. <laughs> Trust me, men will know what I'm talking about. Um, but we all have fetishes right we don't know where they come from and most of them are just innocuous right like a foot fetish could come from if somehow accidentally through some weird situation accidentally some uh, someone's foot touched your penis right let's just say hypothetically yeah you're i don't know you you're you're playing on a bouncy castle or something i don't know a, a completely innocent situation someone's foot touches your penis right that could be the trigger to tell you wait a minute this is actually pleasurable and then later on, as you grow older, you just seem to have a foot fetish. I'm just using that as an example because it's the most common one, right? It's not a criticism, nothing wrong with it, nothing wrong with it at all. I'm just saying, this is how fetishes arrive. And I think somewhere along Robert's life, whatever touched his bum, <laughs> I'm so sorry, this shit's funny as fuck, I'm so sorry. Whatever touched his bum, right, clearly gave him, you know, some kind of pleasure. And in terms of the ages, of these women 
only conclusion I can come to as a noob and someone who's not a professional in the psychology field is that maybe he was just angry at women and he wanted to get back at women. And the fact that with this, with his mother rejecting him, so to speak, and then he got engaged where he seemed to have everything stable in his life, but then she left him, that probably tipped him even more, you know? But yeah, anyway, why don't you guys tell me what you think? Thank you for listening.